Welcome to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? With your host, Louisa Barton. I want to be a famous rider. Presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Truth is, I help horses with people problems. Now here's the Brit with the bit, Louisa Barton! Yeah, baby! Yeah. Welcome to the Horse Talk Show presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor and Idaho's finest alfalfa. I am Paulette Stout, your host for today, because Louisa is not in the studio, but she is on the phone with a bit of news. Our lineup tonight will be Greg Davis of Making Pegasus, and he will be on for several seg segments. He's from the Central California, and I was out there to see the project of Making Pegasus. But right now, we're going to do news with Louisa. How are you doing, Louisa? Hey, Paulette. I think perhaps you might have started the show more on time than you do when I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much for stepping in as I'm having a, um, I think, well-deserved break uh, for the last few days, which I really needed before big season starts because... Um, big season is just around the corner and between the end of air show jumping and uh, hits official season I uh, needed a few days off to recuperate but uh, had a wonderful trip and um, I don't know if you've ever been to a Bucky's Paulette no, but Bucky's gas station is like Disney World for people <laughs> like us by the way so oh, cool. I went to my first Bucky's and awesome. uh, wow what an experience so Google that one uh, shout out for them really impressed uh didn't didn't even look like a gas station it's amazing uh but going to start off with a bit of horse news and paulette we certainly missed you and i'm excited to hear about your trip to california and uh and all that you learned about making pegasus that sounds like it's going to be some great segments yes. and uh, wonderful for the show this week so um and gg well done on air show jumping wonderful coverage for the last couple of weekends that uh, you've done out there and Bill Worthington's uh, air show jumping was absolutely a, a fantastic, wonderful experience um, and we really, really enjoyed it and I know Gigi's got something special to share later on at the end but um, shout out to Bill Worthington for such a well run show. He does such a, uh, a phenomenal job and actually we were there to see Tracy Fenny and MTM Dolce Vita fly to the finish in the $25,000 Winter Classic Grand Prix. We actually tried to grab her for an interview before she took off, but she was um, pretty much and gone as she was nominated for Equestrian of the Year. And she was one of many uh, top riders and drivers that were nominated in a group. Um, wow. And she was actually the winner. Uh, her and um, Will Farrington were actually, Kent Farrington, I'm sorry, were actually the uh, the winners of the equestrian of the year. So um, that was uh, a very exciting and definitely worthwhile her dashing off at the end uh, to, uh, to go receive her award. So congratulations to her. And I'm sure we'll have lots of opportunities between Hits and WEC and their show jumping series this season that we'll be able to catch her for an interview. I got so to watch, watch some of it. It was really good footage. I really enjoyed oh, it. Oh, gosh, mm -hmm. yes. Yeah. So yeah, and actually that was our first year um, doing the air show jumping live stream, and Gigi actually has never done that before. We're in a learning curve and um, put something together for, for Bill as quickly as we could in a very short period of time. And with not being allowed to have spectators, you know, investing in a, a big live stream production uh, was difficult at such short notice, really uh, very difficult. But we will, for next year, actually have an even more professional hardwired system for that so we can live stream that. Hopefully, it's a lot uh, of growing pain. We'll be able to have spectators yeah. as normal again. But yeah. uh, Gigi did an absolutely phenomenal job and actually got quite a few, you know, thousand views in all of her, um, you know, different activities that she did out there and did it absolutely she did a fantastic job at short notice to put something together so that you know people could see what they couldn't see 
normally as spectators at the event. So uh, I think it was really special. I think it, she did a really great job. And there was definitely a lot of action at air show jumping at the Florida Horse Park. It was a uh, it was an incredible uh, show, amazing Grand Prix, very um, scintillating. Do you, do you know uh, how, many, how many entries were there? Do you know? In the Grand Prix that Tracy Fenny won, there were 32, and I think wow. they ended up with like 11 or 12 clear rounds, if I remember rightly. Um, but she had some tough competition. Uh, she she did an absolutely fantastic job. And actually, we interviewed um, the girl who came second, Genevieve Munson. Mm -hmm. We have an interview with her, which was great. And uh, she's really cute. So I don't know how old she is, but she's a definitely a younger lady mm -hmm. and she's competing against some of the top riders in the US uh, and beyond actually I should say international riders and she said you know she rode two horses in that Grand Prix and she came second and six and um, she said I would not I was not happy with that I wanted to win I went in there to win I wanted first and second and her bucket list was like the Olympics and Gigi and I, who were interviewing her, were both taken aback, you know, that here's this young lady who was not over the moon about coming second. She was like, no, I was here to win. And I said, well, Tracy Benny, you know, she's been nominated for a question of the year. She could be in question of the year tonight. If she is, you came second to a question of the year. And she was still like, yeah, but I wanted to win. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so I was really really pretty impressive i have to say uh, well, you have but, yeah. to have a certain amount of de determination and ambition to do that so i know right yeah. I, I was really impressed with this young lady i thought this this girl's she's something we'll probably no i'm not going to say probably we'll see her go to the olympics one day for sure yeah. because she has that sort of determination right. you know and right so just just being just being there and getting a chance to interview her the second place uh, was great and and just the other people that we got a chance to interview, you know, Justine Dutton and her husband, uh, Chris Barnard, who is one of the course designers at Airshow Jumping and is one of the course designers at the Ocala Jockey Club uh, each year and a number of other major events. And he also builds jumps as well himself. Uh, and so really just an impressive bunch of people that... You know, we're there at the Florida Horse Park, which is such, as you know. Well, it's just it's just the fact that place. they finally got those arenas in and that we're growing and to be able to have these kinds of events, you know, regionals last year with the dressage and now the air show jumping, I mean, at the Florida Horse Park. I mean, it's like, wow, this is really yes. cool. Yes. Yeah, Everybody so. says the same thing about yeah. going there, the experience at the Florida Horse Park and the footing. Uh, the footing is incredible. Yeah. They're just such yeah. a professional yeah. organization. And I think right now, you know, in the situation with the pandemic and everything, people are just so glad yeah. to be outside yes. in nice weather yeah. where, you know, they feel that, that there are lots. It's really easy to social distance. It is. It is there. It's, it's so big. <laughs> it is very easy to social distance. It was a nice place. I, I enjoyed the the regionals this year. I enjoyed the dressage shows. I enjoyed all the time there. I love the Florida Horse Park. And so. you can actually go to Florida, the Florida Horse Park online and look up all the events they have coming up. Yes. They have a number of, um, of wonderful events coming up uh, in the next, in the course of the next few months. So, you know, just be checking in regularly. We'll of course be bringing you all the details every week for all the events at the Florida Horse Park uh, as we're partnered with them and we'll be sharing okay. all of those upcoming, um, the big, of course, the Grand View Invitational is coming up with the big draft horses. Right. Um, which people I got always the love that. <laughs> yeah. And everybody always loves that. That's <laughs> exciting. Get to see them in action. Yeah. And then, of course, this weekend at Gulfstream Park is uh, the Pegasus. Um, usually we're there, actually, for the Pegasus, but we're not going to be this year. Um, but the uh, the Pegasus World Cup Invitational Stakes, um, usually bringing you lots of coverage. We'll definitely be sharing with you how the race goes. We've got 30 um, that, seconds. Uh, 30 seconds. Yeah. That, oh, is that all we've got? Yeah, no kidding. Wow. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> of that course. Fine, didn't it, it did. Um, and, and just remember, your cup is here. Uh, I don't. You oh, can see I these horse talk, and Thank you and so it has much. Louisa on the back of it. So now we can have our diet cokes, or at least my diet coke, <laughs> on the table. And that is <laughs> for, and that's for you becoming a citizen. So I had to bring that. It's red, white, and blue. 
Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson and Smith, Equine Hospital, and Complete Care. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I am Paulette Stout. I am filling in with Louisa Barton. I'm your host for today. And on the phone, I have Greg Davis from Making Pegasus. This is a project that is in Central California that I got to visit last week for about three days. It's comprehensive and it's amazing. It's, it's actually mind-boggling and it's so um, complete. It is a, it's breeding, it's crossbreeding of horses that break all rules in the conventional breeding. It's a lot of crossbreeding, but it's a project. It's not a program. Greg Davis, welcome to the show. Thank you, Paulette. I would like to talk about the horses and talk to the audience about the horses that you're using, the genetics that you're putting together, and just talk about the horses. Sure. Um, the Making Pegasus Project has as its primary objective um, the creation of, if possible, the ultimate horse the world has ever seen. And this looks like a horse of jaw-dropping size, but also that possesses elite athleticism in terms of strength, speed, endurance or stamina, agility, uh, and grace. Um, and to that end, we have about 13 breeds that we crossbreed. We start with to get the very large jaw-dropping size with the drafts. We're using the Shire, the Clydesdale, and the Percheron. And then to that, 
we add the um, agility and elite athleticism of the warm bloods. And we use basically any warm blood book that has horses in it that meet our, our high standards. And we're looking to breed in all the breeds that we crossbreed to um, the best in the world that we have access to. So, um, so they're all champions. Pretty much all champions. We um, to get in our project, you have to have won an Olympic gold medal, a world championship, a national championship, a World Cup. If you're a Clydesdale, you had to have won the the uh, Cowder Cup, which is awarded by the um, in, at the Royal Highland Show in Edinburgh, Scotland. If you're a, a Percheron or a, a Shire, you have to have won a national championship. But then we also breed. Uh, in addition to the warm bloods, um, we uh, breed to the thoroughbred for the mid-distance speed, uh, the Arabian for the endurance and stamina, as well as the Ocaltechi. And then to uh, give us uh, a wow factor, we add in the Andalusian. Uh, and then we also breed to the Frisian for the feather, mane, tail, noble head and neck. And then we add the gypsy also in for uh, a lot of those feather mane and tail color and also the american saddlebred a high tail set long neck um and and its uh, abilities to to move and and gracefully so, so you've, you've bred to the frisians you said that the frisians you went to the shows um and bred to the champion frisian um every year <laughs> Can you name those Frisians? Can you name the stallions that you've used in the different breeds? Um, yeah. Um, in Frisians, I think we have um, about 12 or 13 different lines. Um, last year, the um, what we like to do is breed to the winner of the stallion show in Leovard. And, of course, this year, no one was allowed to attend. It was um, um, a Zoom kind of um remote broadcast but last year we bred to matisse 504 who was the stallion champion um but we've also bred to um oh geez uh, hessel 480 um uh, to 490 um we've bred to charter 383 i think he was two-time horse of the year once he earned it in 2012 and then he came back again and one horse of the year in 2018. Um, we have um, Short, who I think won about 74 national uh, titles. Uh, we have him three or four times. Julius 486 is another one we bred to. Uh, national champion, I think he was on the cover of Frisian Magazine in April. Aaron K was a multiple time national champion. Uh, champion. Um, Mondrian, von der Strata, um, also a national champion multiple times. Um, and then we bred to, um, oh, let me think here. Um, so many more. Um, what, about the, what about the Arabs? And you, I know you bred oh. to the Arabs. Yeah, in the Arabs, um, we have a couple of stallions, uh, one of which is uh, Patty's Day who is three-time Darley Award winner, Horse of the Year, fastest Arabian in the world, three years in a row. Uh, we bred to um, So Big is Better, who is the 2013 Darley Award winner for the world. Um, we've also bred to Quest for Fire, who was a national champion. Um, we have some other Arabians in there that um, didn't have uh, many accolades, but they did have uh, uh, one of which uh, is um, Habari, and the other one is Cassius Al Julian Shah. Mm -hmm. And the names of the warm bloods? Oh, the warm bloods. We have um, uh, Cedrus, who's a big Holsteiner. Uh, we have Revolution, who is owned by Andres Helkstrand and Paul Shakamula, and he was uh, um, dressage world champion, I believe it was last year. Uh, we have uh, Don Deluxe. We have, um, uh, let's see who else is in there. Kind of draws a blank here. Um, 
Well, you do the Andalusians, too, because this year you have the cross with the gypsy and the Andalusian, the first foal of the 2020. Yeah, yeah we have. Little Amaryllis was born this year on uh, January the 2nd, and her sire was um, Ingrato, who was last year the um, Andalusian World Cup champion. So this and is a this is a really serious crossbreeding that you are doing, trying to create Pegasus. Yeah, we um, want to do something that's never been done before, and where we have the opportunity to do it with the best in the world, um, breeding to the best in the world. That's and and getting those genes all combined. That's that's our our goal. When did you start this idea? Well, it began when I was 11 years old, um, about five and a half decades ago, but I, um, uh, you know, the idea came, but I was never in a position to really do it. You know, you get busy uh, with life and raising a family and building a business. And so I got, uh, I began, began in earnest about five, six, seven years ago, I guess. And, um, and every year I just keep adding, adding foals, adding horses, um, you know, mares and stallions and foals and uh, facilities. We're constantly breeding a building. We have welders welding Fancy. almost every day. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, so when I was out there, you had approximately 80 horses. Was that correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah, we're about at 80 now. The herd we're is. About at eight. I, we have one minute before we go to commercial break and we'll be coming back, but I know there's the class of, of 2018, the class of 2019, and the class of 2020 that you'll be having several foals being born. So um, we'll be talking a little bit about that when we get back, and we'll also talk about the, the reason for this. What's the underlining? Okay. okay? Sounds good. Sounds good. We'll, we'll be back in a minute. This show is presented by Peterson & Smith Equine Hospital, one of the top equine hospitals in the USA with services including ambulatory, surgery, sports medicine, reproduction, and with doctors on call 24 hours a day. Check them out now at petersonsmith.com. The opinions of the hosts and guests on the Horse Talk Show are not necessarily that of Peterson & Smith Equine Hospital. This show is brought to you in part by Summit Joint Performance, promoting a healthy, thick synovial fluid, decreasing inflammation in the joints and improving the cushioning properties of the cartilage pads. All age horses can benefit from Summit Joint Performance. Our Facebook broadcast sponsor is Larson Farms. The Larson Farms mission is simple, to be the leader in quality and value. Richard owner of Larson Farms is committed to a positive attitude, integrity, dedication, quality and teamwork. Larson Farms is committed to being your supplier of Idaho's finest alfalfa, a complete line of mixed and grass hay. Larson Farms, Idaho's finest alfalfa. This show is brought to you in part by Horseboxes USA, the newest and most advanced way to safely transport your horses in style. Horseboxes USA comes standard with a backup camera, horse cabin camera, and dual fans. Visit them at JJ Tack Shop on Highway 40 in Ocala or online at horseboxesusa.com. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. You're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I am Paulette Stout, your host for tonight, filling in for Louisa Barton. On the phone, we have Greg Davis with Making Pegasus, a complete project of breeding equines in Central California that I got to visit. Very interesting and very comprehensive. Greg Davis, we're back on the air. Um, we were talking about the horses and you had mentioned one other Olympic gold medal. Um, it, what was the horse that you were talking about? Oh, well, you asked about which Warmbloods. And the Warmbloods. We had, yeah, we had bred to Stedinger, who's the number eight all-time uh, sire in the World Breeding Federation for Sport Horses. He's in our project. We also have Sandro Hitt, who's on that list. And then, of course, there's Big Star, who won the Olympic gold medal 
in 2012 in London and won the Olympic gold medal again in 2016 in Rio de Janeiro. Mm -hmm. We have him in our project as well. This is, it breaks all rules. It's, it's when you mentioned, only when patterns are broken can new worlds emerge. What is the purpose? What, are you, what is your goal? What are you going to do with us now that you got started and you have actual almost three-year-olds on the ground now that are ready to train, ready to perform, um, ready to see what they're made of? Well, the whole point behind making Pegasus is to actually change the world. And ever since um, Poseidon dipped his trident in the ocean and out came the horse as his gift to the evolution of humanity, the horse has led the way and has been man's greatest assistant to its evolution. Were it not for the horse, we would not be where we are today. The horse was man's food. It was his transportation. It was his force multiplier. It was his entertainment, inspiration, his friend. And we're going to continue um, allowing the horse to lead the way. And what the horse uh, represents for us and the reason we're creating Pegasus, because Poseidon was the father of Pegasus, um, is that uh, is a horse that cannot be ignored, a horse that has all those attributes and features and characteristics and we love and appreciate and support all those who focus in on a particular breed, but like the United States is a melting pot, we're kind of a melting pot as well, uh, creating this ultimate horse to the end of teaching uh, three of the most important concepts um, in reality, the first of which is the meaning of existence. One of the reasons we have so many problems in our world today is we're not considering them in the context of the big picture. What is the meaning of existence? The second is uh, the ultimate truth of the universe. And the third is the nature of man. And the meaning of existence in as much as um, the only thing that does exist in the universe is energy. We used to speak of energy and matter, but matter is simply an energy field. And, and matter or energy is um, very informational. It has a wave in its waveform. It has a wavelength and an amplitude and a frequency and an intensity, you know, which can be which dissipates from point of origin according to the inverse square law. And, you know, all the all the attributes of of energy are there. And the first interesting fact of energy is that it cannot be created or destroyed. It's the first law of thermodynamics. It can only be changed. And so from this arises the eternal nature of almost all things, including us, humanity. And if we are energy, which is indisputable, and information, which is also indisputable, and if we are consciousness, which is really the only true mystery in the universe, then the only possible meaning of it existence in an infinite universe is infinite experience. For example, if you live for 10,000 years, what do you do for 10,000 years? What do you do for a million years? So the assumption is if you retain your identity, the whole point of existence is infinite experience. And if infinite experience is the meaning of existence, then the ultimate truth of the universe and the only gracious modality of coexistence is liberty. A lot of people say, oh no, Greg, it's uh, the ultimate truth of the universe is love. And my response is really, um, can you love someone if you or they are not free? If you're coerced in any measure, is it love anymore? We seem to have developed a, um, an idea in our country now that we can force people to pay to be compassionate, but forced compassion you know, forced compassion is not compassion. You have to be free, it has to be voluntary. And so we teach liberty and we unpack liberty. And liberty has several key features, the first of which is self-ownership, that you own your mind, your thoughts, your words, your deeds, and um, no one is entitled to any part of you, any time of your life. You may convey it to them voluntarily if you wish, but you're not entitled 
or they're not entitled to any part of your life, and you're not responsible for anyone else's life either. You can voluntarily participate in it, but it's not forced. Now, self-reliance implies, uh, excuse me, self-ownership implies self-reliance. If you can own your own self, you got to take care of your own self. And self-reliance requires private property ownership. If you're going to take care of yourself, you have to have, you have to grow your food, you have to, you know, or, or buy it from someone who does grow it. So you have to have private property and ownership's a, a key feature. Ownership means exclusive control. If you don't have exclusive control, you don't own it. Now, right now in our country, we pretty much don't have exclusive control over anything, not even our own bodies. So this is the reason why this is so important. After private property ownership is um, the right of association, that we have a right to decide if we, who and with, with, who, with whom and how we, we choose to associate with one another. For example, we have a right um, to say, oh, you want us to be part of your government? Okay, well, tell us what you're offering. Oh, well, Mr. Davis, we're going to take care of the sewer to your house. We're going to teach your kids. We're going to provide police and courts uh, to protect you and uh, deal with disputes. And we're going to provide a military to protect your country. And uh, we're going to make sure, regulate the power lines. You only have one coming to your house. And, uh, you know, all, all these things that government does, build the roads and so forth and so on. And you have a right to say then, okay, well, it sounds interesting. Um, what do you, what's this going to cost me actually? And they'll say, oh, it's a great deal. You know, it's only going to be 80% of everything you earn in your lifetime. And you have a right under your right of association to say, well, you know, appreciate the offer, but uh, I'm going to pass. Or, you know, I like the sewer part, but I don't like the military part. I don't want to support that. You have that right. That right has not been taught to the American people. In fact, liberty is deliberately not taught in government schools anymore. So the right of association is another key feature. After that is informed consent, that if you do decide to be part of an organization, you have a right to be fully informed before you obligate yourself to any part of it. Hold your thought because we have, a, what, 30 seconds? So we have 30 seconds till we come back with Greg Davis of Making Pegasus. This is very interesting. Okay. We'll be back. This show is brought to you in part by DAC Vitamins and Minerals of Florida. All horses need a solid immune system, excellent joint support, a healthy gut, and DAC has all the vitamins and minerals they need with the NASC stamp of approval. So like them on Facebook now or go to feeddac.com. DAC, it makes a world of difference. All in removal, we offer the best service and highest quality products. Whether you need fine shavings, large flake, a custom blend, or even bag shavings, we have the bedding and removal services you need. We use only reliable late model trucks, and our team of drivers are courteous, respectful, and hardworking. We train our staff to the high standards we are famous for, and our customer service team prides themselves on being experts on our products and an advocate for our customers, helping them to maximize the value they receive. If quality and service matter, give us a try today. This show is brought to you in part by Seminole Feed Stores, family-owned since 1934. Manufacturing fixed formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring and quality ingredients right here in Ocala in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best and safest feed. Like them on Facebook now or find them at SeminoleFeed.com. Nirvana, Ocala's premier medical spa, is leading the way in great skin with all the newest in treatment options, offering prejuvenation for younger clients and rejuvenation for all ages. Nirvana knows you want to look your very best, but we've all seen people with the telltale signs of too much work. We want you to look like you, just better, brighter and younger, with all the newest and best in technology and all in the most beautiful surroundings. Like Nirvana Medical Spa on Facebook and find them on the web at nirvanamedicalspa.com. Become a better, brighter and younger you. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? Well, listen to this. <laughs> with your host, Louisa Barton. What does it feel like to be in love with a horse? 
presented this hour by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy store. Now, here's your pretty, pretty Louisa Barker. You're fab. You're switched on. You're a bit of old right. Yes. <laughs> Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show, presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. On the phone today, we have, oh, Pulse, do we need Pulse? Pulse Center of Ocala. I got my hands pulsed by them here on the broadcast. So, and it does work. So we need to be pulsed. All equine people need to be pulsed at the Pulse Center of, of Ocala. They were supposed to tell me about this, <laughs> but they didn't. But I'm going to tell you, you need to be pulsed. Because I had my hands, look at these hands, they're awful. I had them pulsed here on the show for the whole entire hour, and the next day my fingers moved. That's not a lie, that's the truth. Anyway, welcome back to the Horse Talk Show. I have Greg Davis on the phone with Making Pegasus. It's a comprehensive equine crossbreeding project. It's not a program, it's different. It has a philosophical deep endeavor involved in this. So we were on um, part of what you were saying, Greg. Did you hold that thought? Yeah, I have it. So just to recap, we have self, the, the key features of liberty, the second principle, are um, self-ownership, self-reliance, private property, uh, the right of association, informed consent, and the next key feature of liberty is the non-aggression principle. And the non-aggression principle says that no one has a right to initiate force against anyone else, and that any interaction that is not voluntary is inherently illegitimate. And then the other two key features of liberty are anonymity, that we have a right to be born and live our lives in complete anonymity without a symbol of identity of any kind if we don't want one. Uh, and, and if we choose to have one and we choose to disclose uh, I, symbols of identity to anyone, we have a right to the privacy of those uh, symbols and that identity. So those are the key features of liberty, which we unpack out of the second principle behind making Pegasus, which again begins with the meaning of existence, which is infinite experience and the ultimate truth of the universe, which is liberty. And the third uh, key principle of the making Pegasus project is the nature of man. And the nature of man that, that we're um, unpacking is is that we are twin soul in nature, that we have a duality that is manifested as a masculine and a feminine polarity. And as Plato wrote in his symposium a couple thousand years ago, the man was created androgynously, masculine and feminine. And we evolved over the eons uh, and we discovered that we were evolving and we eventually said, you know, my love, uh, if we, we could evolve faster if we could divide and conquer. So why don't we split and you go grab these bodies of knowledge and I'll go over here and grab these bodies of knowledge and we'll reunite and find each other and we'll progress even faster. And this is kind of the nature of the longing that all of us at one point or another in our lives sense. We uh, were looking for our quote unquote soulmates, which is um, a similar concept, but distinct from twin souls. In soulmates, you can have many, they can be parents, children, siblings, could be a spouse, a lover, whatever. But twin souls, you have only one, kind of the other half of our soul, uh, your soul, which, which is uh, depicted or it's implied in the logo for making Pegasus, which has which is right uh, like the yin yang symbol, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. except it's made of horse heads. Mm -hmm. And every arc in the um, uh, symbol or the, the logo of making Pegasus is made of Fibonacci sequence circles, which is another very interesting uh, which is concept. Sacred geometry. Mm -hmm. Yes. It, uh, it is inherent in nature it's um 
the event horizon between the microcosm and the macrocosm is biology and the Fibonacci sequence permeates biology. Mm-hmm. It's in our own bodies. It's You can see it in sunflowers, conch shells. You can see it in galaxies in the, in the macrocosm. Mm-hmm. And you, you, you see it all throughout the microcosm. Mm-hmm. So, and they can look that up on the internet. Now this, sure. all the pictures that the audience have seen through the Horse Talk Show broadcast are all champion horses that are used in the breeding program and it's crossbreeding to make, would you explain, Pegasus, what you said, the jaw-dropping size? Yeah, so um, we've been in the process of gathering um, the best genetics that we can get so far, and, you know, we we don't have um, unlimited funding, although it seems like every time we need something, it, it comes, but we're we're combining the greatest horses in the world in that can contribute size, uh, strength, uh, agility, speed, endurance, and grace, and then the elements of beauty, you know, which include in our project, blue eyes, noble head and neck, heavy feather, mane and tail, um, and, um, you know, interesting colors and patterns. Yeah. I, I was out, when I was out there, most of the horses were well over, even the young ones that were three years old, were well over 17 hands, and some of them will be well over 18 hands, approaching 19 hands, and the videos of my live feed does not really show that, but they are. They're amazingly huge. Um, I know that you said that some of your uh, Andalusians were even 18 too, was that true? Yeah, we have uh, one Andalusian by the name of Mediterraneo, who's just a spectacular uh, PRE Andalusian. And we bred three times to him. And um, we did Andalusian Shire, Andalusian Clydesdale, and Andalusian Warmblood crosses. Our Andalusian Shire cross, he's a year and a half. His name is Thunder. And he's a solid 18 hands now at a year and a half. I think, I, you know, my sense is he'll, he'll be pushing 20 hands and he has got the ability to move, at least now. He's spectacular. There was one seven-month-old that was almost as tall as my head. And what was that cross? That cross was um, a, a Shire. Oh, that, that was a Percheron Clydesdale cross. That was the cross between Bentley, the Percheron, who's multiple-time Supreme Grand World Champion Percheron, and um, a very big and beautiful Sabino uh, Clydesdale by the name of Belladonna um, that we acquired from Anderson Farms in Iowa. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that little filly, her name is Galadriel, and she is just, a spe- just spectacular. Executive producer, what is he? Executive producer is a cross between uh, Thoroughbred, uh, which is central casting, and she's in the line of uh, Stormcat, who, uh, that's her grandfather, who is the highest earning thoroughbred in the history of the world. Um, and um, his sire was a German Holsteiner by the name of Cedrus, beautiful 17 two hand um, warm blood. And he is, is fast and agile and just, you know, just yeah. super beautiful. Black magic. Black Magic is a cross uh, between an Andalusian, her sire was Bandito, and her, uh, her dam was a spotted draft Frisian cross by the name of Banna. We have about 30 seconds. So for the audience and people that are listening on the radio, you can see the crosses are amazing and using all champion bloodlines. And we're going to come back and talk about some of the things that Um, Greg Davis is doing with making Pegasus with the genomes and some of the UC Davis, uh, I guess it was they're doing master's degree and PhDs in studying CPL and things that will really make a difference in the horse world that other universities are not doing. So we'll be back in a few minutes. The Equine Performance Center Opala with numerous success stories and featuring the most advanced equine conditioning and rehab equipment available in the world today is striving to be the best in the nation. Find them on the web at epcrehab.com and like them on Facebook now. 
This show was brought to you in part by TT Distributors, dedicated to bringing their customers the largest selection of quality horse supplements, products, and farrier supplies in Florida at affordable prices. Also online at ttdistributors.com. This hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala, where the entire team is committed to making your experience in sales and service hassle-free and easier than ever with no games or gimmicks. Come in and visit on Southwest College Road or online at palmchevrolet.com. A second-to-none experience with all the amenities. Palm Chevy, find new roads. This show is brought to you in part by Seminole Feed Stores, family-owned since 1934. Manufacturing fixed formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring and quality ingredients right here in Ocala in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best and safest feed. Like them on Facebook now or find them at SeminoleFeed.com. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, your, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's Finest Alfalfa. And on the, on the phone I have is Greg Davis of Making Pegasus, and we've been talking about this comprehensive cross-breeding equine facility. It is not a, the norm. It is a project. None of these horses are for sale. There's probably 80 right now and room for 500. It's breeding the ultimate horse, one that's large, spectacular, and that you can't not look at it. So um, Greg Davis, we had talked about the horses, some of the champions, a few of the crossbreds, a, a couple of the horses of the class of uh, 2019. Can you talk about um, some of the research that's being done on the farm that's going to make a really big difference in the horse world today? Sure. Um, we are very concerned about um, making sure that horses we breed uh, do not have any genetic propensities uh, toward disease. And so to that end, uh, UC Davis, which is arguably the, um, the, the number one um, genetics uh, or animal science uh, university in the world and has the, the number one genetics laboratory in the world um, is helping us do that. Um, the first uh, fully sequenced equine genome was done in 2006, just very recently. The second fully sequenced equine genome uh, was performed in 2012 and since then there's two to date, there's been about a thousand uh, full uh, genomes in the in the equine class um, sequenced, and so UC Davis has about eighty in their database, and we have eighty, and they're doing the eighty that we have. Many of because we have such a diverse herd, and there had never been a, a gypsy horse, for example its full genome sequence. So they've done several of our gypsies, uh, pure, our purebred gypsies. We have quite a few purebred horses, which we use in our crossbreeding. And so because we don't sell anything, uh, we get calls and offers regularly from people who have seen the herd and interested in our horses, but none are for sale because we need their unique genetic combinations for the next generation to continue on. So, but um, we are doing... Uh, UC, UC Davis sees the value of our project because they, their students can have access um, to horses that are not sold, not moved. They're there all the time, and they're in a, a pretty sterile environment. Um, they're on a 1,000 acres, and they're very well insulated. So um, right now we have uh, several projects that have been structured for um, – master's thesis we have three which have to do with the feathering uh, mechanism and the genetics of feathering in horses we no one really knows which genes are responsible gene or genes are responsible for that and another project that's interested in uh, and it's a master's thesis project looking at cpl uh, chronic progressive lymphedema in horses which uh, is a real problem and 
nobody really knows what the cause of that or is or if there's a genetic connection. A lot of genetic diseases, um, they're, they exist, but they're triggered by the environment. So we're trying to understand what that is. And then we have other projects uh, having to do with uh, equine autism. Mm. Uh, and, and that's kind of on the level of Nobel Prize research there. Um, there are some horses that uh, display um, traits of autism. They don't want to be touched. Um, and um, they have short attention spans, and um, but they're highly intelligent. And so there's about 350 genes in the 30,000 genes in the human genome that are responsible for human autism. The equine genome has 2.7 billion base pairs and uh, about 22,000 genes, most of which we have no idea what they do. So the Making Pegasus Project is also... Um, very focused on genetic research in all aspects of of the equine genome and and all the the phenotypes that are expressed in the equine equine world so explain a genome for anybody that is not real genetic oriented well the genome is the complete set of genes that possess again the information remember we are energy information and consciousness but the genome is is the the um the genes uh the dna that have all the instructions it's it's the base pairs which are um cytosine guanine thymine and adenine those four things combine in billions of different combinations and they create uh they're the proteins that create the genes that have the instructions for determining whether we have brown eyes or blue eyes, what color hair, what uh, pattern we have, um, what diseases we'd be susceptible to. Um, and, and so we're trying to uh, expand uh, the envelope in equine genetic research um, as far and as fast and as wide as is possible. So if you were to sequence a genome of a particular animal, that would be the actual sequencing of all the DNA in that, in that particular animal. As Correct. That, a is a that lot of people individual? are doing it now when they get a color or a pattern. Um, they submit it to the lab, and UC Davis would be the place to submit, you know, your, the hair samples to find out, you know, what kind of, you know, um, genetic propensity toward color and pattern your horses might have but they that's just a very tiny fraction of the genes in a horse mm -hmm. uh, there that might be you know maybe four or five hundred i guess but so the complete it, genome would be color size muscle structure um there there anything that's a genetic problems or uh yes yeah, that, that, that there's, 20, there's over 20,000 genes in the equine genome. I, that, as I recall, I think it's 22,000 or so. The human genome is 30,000. But we don't know what the vast majority of those genes actually do. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and so we're kind of breeding in the dark. And mm -hmm. our purpose was to get as much light on to how we breed as possible. So UC Davis is going to and has, they've drawn lots of blood from our horses and they're sequencing all the, the genomes as we speak. So our project will double the entire genome uh, understanding that the number one genetics lab in the world has. Um, so you know, basically just, they will be the only one in the world that will have this many genomes to horses. Well, there's a, th yeah, they'll have the most, they'll, uh, but there are a thousand amongst all the different labs throughout the world that have been done mm -hmm. uh, since the second one was was sequenced in 2012. So you're saying yeah. there's a thousand genomes only out of the whole world? That's it, there's out of the whole world. There's a thousand genomes, and you're going to be supplying 80 of those on top of their thousand. Yes, and so, and but that's just the beginning of the work. Once you have the genome, then you have to, you know, begin to really analyze the phenotype of the right, animal. right. And, and then begin to research, uh, you know, and that's why where the crosses come in. Right, because you, you can you see, have everything. You know, mm -hmm. the differences that occur 
uh, in the phenotype um, relative to what you can, the differences you can see in the genotype. And that's where you begin to get clues as to what the genes actually do. Well, we have about 30 more seconds. This is Greg Davis of Making Pegasus. You can go on a Facebook and you can look up Greg Davis and you can look up Making Pegasus. It is the most comprehensive crossbreeding project that I have ever imagined. It's amazing. It's, it's breeding the ultimate horse. It's trying to make a difference in the horse world. And it's heavy in philosophical issues. So Greg Davis, I really appreciate um, you being on the show and we thank you and hopefully we will be talking about making Pegasus again. Thank you, Paulette, and thank you, Horse Talk Show. <laughs> thank you. We'll be okay. back again in a minute. Bye bye. Thanks. World class equine rehab promoting faster recovery is available at the Equine Performance Center Ocala. Hyperbaric oxygen therapy and underwater treadmill, a salt water spa, an aquapacer, magna wave, a vibration plate, swimming pool, massage, and laser therapies. With post surgical care, memberships, packages, and BOGOs. EPC delivers a rejuvenated horse through proven and innovative rehab. Like Equine Performance Center now on Facebook and find them on the web at epcrehab.com. This hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala. Experience the difference in buying. Palm makes it simple with no pressure, the best sales staff, and lots of inventory. Experience the difference at Palm Chevy in Ocala or online at palmchevrolet.com. Palm Chevy, buy new roads. My family says I'm obsessed with my horses. That's because you are obsessed. What? No. No, I'm not. Your Facebook page has more photos of more horses than us. And you have names for horses you don't even own yet, like David Hasselhoof. Yeah, because that's a great name. You even talk to us like we're horses. Whoa! All right, smile, everyone. Say sugar cubes. Sugar, sugar cubes. cubes. So maybe I'm a little passionate, but that's only because my horses mean so much to me. They're so much more than just pets. They're my therapist. Sometimes I feel like people just don't get me the way horses do. My exercise partners. My best friends. And these best friends won't steal my high school boyfriend at senior prom like Stacy did. <sighs> it's okay. Mommy's not mad at you, Sylvester Stallion. Because my horses are so important to me, I really need them to stay hydrated which means giving them a good quality salt. I used to give them one of these white salt blocks, but they barely touched the thing. Oh, can you blame them? This thing tastes terrible. <sighs> the solution. <laughs> Whoa, uh-uh, this is not for you. This is for Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> Go get some water. Hiya. I ditched the block and now I give him Redmond Rock instead. It helps keep my horses healthy, happy, and hydrated. And it tastes good too. Mmm, <laughs> that was really good. Kinda thirsty. They have the right idea. My horses and I aren't the only ones who love Redmond Rock. It's the number one selling brand of equine salt rock in America. And it's received a whole lot of five-star reviews from happy horse owners. Oh, this one's my favorite. And I'm pretty sure if horses could type, they'd give it five stars too. We tried that once, didn't we? Bert Rainholds. Hey babe, have you seen my phone? Um, babe. Even the mineral blocks with their six or seven artificially added minerals are no match for Redmond Rock. This naturally has over 60 beneficial trace minerals. I love what it's done for my horse's health. I wouldn't give them anything else. You could say, once you go rock, you never go block. A few months ago, this one brought home one of these pink Himalayan rocks, thinking it was the same thing. Bless his heart. They are similar, but this one was mined all the way over in Pakistan, Whereas Redmond Rock has been mined right here in Utah since 1958 by all American boys like John the Miner over here. So if you wanna give your horses the best salt on the planet, Redmond Rock is a no brainer. 
Yeah. A no-brainer. Maybe you're wondering, what if my horse doesn't like Redmond Rock? My recommendation? Get a new horse. Kidding! If you and your horse aren't fully satisfied with your Redmond Rock for any reason, return it for a full refund. That's the Redmond guarantee. So get yours today at redmondrock.com so you can spend more time doing what you love and less time worrying about your horse's health. Isn't that right, Pony Danza? Oh, again? We're gonna be late for the game. Let's go, come on. Hey, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. You're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show, presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. We're on our last segment, and we have a special tribute for the air show jumping. But before we go, I'd like to thank Greg Davis and Making Pegasus for taking the time to talk about this project and sharing its story. Whether you're in Ocala, Marion County, the horse capital of the world or not, happy horsing around. Until the same time next week, have fun. I'm Gigi Rosado, director of the Horse Talk Show. here at the Florida Horse Park featuring Air Show Jumping, who was here on January 6th to the 10th and the 13th to the 17th. There were many events throughout the grounds, such as the 2500 Grand Prix of Ocala, the 5000 Welcome Stake, the 2500 USHJA National Derby, and the 7500 High Junior Amateur Classics. We interviewed a few riders who had a chance to compete, tell us about their experience at the show. Air Show Jumping always runs a great show. They manage it really well, do a great job with classes and prize money. Billy always runs great shows, so we're always looking forward to anything he puts on. And he keeps the footing great, really looks out for the competitors and the trainers and the grooms and everybody involved. And we had a great show this pa these past two weeks, had a great show last year, and we can't wait till next year. There's so many great people here. I definitely, my favorite part is the announcers because they just really get us going for it. Because they make us feel really good after our rounds. Oh yeah, <laughs> even if our rounds weren't good, they will just support us on and just tell us we did a great job. And I think that's what I love most about this place. It's just the announcers being so kind and just everything. I really think they did a really good job with the jumps and everything, but how they set it, the, I love the course designer here. I think they did a really good job this year. name is David Jennings, uh, owner of Full Circle Farm, one of the sponsors here at uh, Air Horse Shows um, for the High Amateur Class. Been here for two weeks. Did the first week starting out, uh, I was first and second in the Welcome Class with two different horses and then went on to win the uh, first International Hunter Derby for the season here in uh, Florida on a, a, a new horse that I just uh, acquired. Um, great show, my second year being back here, Bill puts on an unbelievable horse show. It's a very nice, well-run uh, boutique horse show that he puts on here. Um, I like it so much that I agreed to sponsor some classes this year. Bringing all my clients here this year, uh, a little more than last year, and everyone had a great time. Courses have been great all two weeks, we've had some good course designers technical enough, big enough for sure for a boutique horse show, but uh, all in all a really, really well run horse show and I'm planning on and looking forward to coming back next year. Hey, all of us eventers are so psyched to be here this week. We love the Florida Horse Park for our eventing sport already and we've all been working hard on our show jumping 
So this has been a great opportunity to come and jump some real proper show jumping rounds on the great footing here. And now we're pretty pumped to have some cross country jumps and be able to go for it this afternoon. So thanks to air show jumping for our class. Um, so we came to the air show jumping series. Uh, this is our first week and um, my horse jumped great uh, two days ago. He's an eventer. Um, so we're going to do the eventing class today. Uh, he jumped in a meter 10 the other day and he was super. Um, everything's been great. They've been super good to the riders, um, trying to keep everything running smoothly. The barns have been great. The footing has been good. I think they're proper courses. Um, good practice for us eventers to come out and um, jump around nice tracks and uh, get good practice in. Our season's about to ramp up. So it's been nice to be here and um, get to watch some of the bigger classes and the upper level show jump riders has been uh, really helpful to see how they do it. So I've had a great week here and I'm excited to jump in the eventing parade. Um, I did the meter 10 class yesterday and I had a very good time. Um, my horse and I went super the whole round. We loved the footing. You don't see very good footing everywhere, so it was very good to be able to ride here and jump here. Um, I came here because I'm an eventer and we just came to practice to prepare for this upcoming season. Uh, I'm going to be doing the eventing here, well, this um, eventing jumping thing, and I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I've never done this before. I'm from Mexico and you don't get this kind of stuff here. So I'm really looking forward to all this. I've had a very good experience. Love the barns, love everything. Shannon Dickinson. I work for Ravenwood Farm. This is my first time here at the Florida Horse Park and at air show jumping. Um, I think that Billy did a great job. We had a really nice time and um, as far as what we competed in we had some professional hunters. Um, we were champion of the junior hunters. I think that our equitation kids were pretty good um, and we kept off the weekend with our short stirpers being champion and reserve for the short stirps so that was awesome. Um, we think the footing is great and right now we're watching the eventing class which is really cool. We've never seen anything like that so we had a great time. Um, so I spent two weeks here at the air jump show and I always look forward to the show. I went last year and it was a lot of fun and this year has definitely not disappointed. Um, the footing is fabulous as usual, probably some of the best footing around. And we did the meter 40 and the highs last week and this week. Um, seems like there was a great turnout, a lot of people here and a lot of people had fun and I highly recommend it. <laughs> 